And I think that that really shifts to what I would call the just the investor mentality. You know, if you have an investor mentality, all that means is that you're sacrificing now so you can have something later. You know, you spend a little time living like nobody else will so you can spend the rest of your life living like nobody else can. And I think that we have to teach that to our kids at an early age because unfortunately we have a lot of kids that are raised where they think if you want to get ahead or have some money, it's about going to get a job. Mm -hmm. and, and and jobs are okay in some situations, but it's really thinking like an investor to put you in the, in the position to be involved. Welcome to Desire to Inspire Podcast. I'm Jerome, I'm a youth mentor, entrepreneur, and I'm here to bring in my life, bring in my world, and drop a lot of jewels, a lot of gems. And if you take 20% of what I say and apply it, you definitely make some change in your life. And this is my first podcast from when I'm back from Dubai. Dubai was amazing, amazing weather, amazing people. Just the opportunity of me going out there and seeing property and seeing, you know, real life stuff, man. Like for me, you can sound, I'm, I'm just mad excited. Like I think the main thing is like I, I, I'm about people in the community and like sharing my experiences with the world, you know. So I had a video blog when I was out there. I'm going to chop it up, put it on my YouTube. I put a little snippet of it on, on the social media. So like for me, it was an investment journey. It wasn't like, you know, I was going there to, yes, I was going there as a tourist, enjoy myself, I said in the videos, but for me, it was like, I really wanted to, um, you know, put the, the, the put the, the proof out there that if you really want something, you got to go for it, you know? And like, you know, I'm not just talking about it, I'm actually doing it, man. How much people talk, talk for England. I'm here, I talk for England, don't, don't get me wrong. Um, that's why I love my podcast, but I feel like for me, I want to make sure that I match my mouth and my ambition. Anyone can say anything, talk is cheap, but the reality is the part that everyone fails on is action, right? Being consistent, following things through, getting results. And if, for me personally, I feel if, if, if you haven't got an obsession, then it's not going to work. I genuinely 100% believe that. It has to be something that you do all the time. You really want it and why you want it. And part of this journey, me starting it, was about creating you know, not just passive income, but we're creating consistent income that can cover my expenses. So obviously, like, I think everybody knows about the cash flow quadrant. If you don't, I'm going to break it down right now again. Very simple. Robert Kiyosaki wrote this book called The Cash Flow Quadrant. First kind of book drop I'm doing, but I'm only going to talk about the four ways that people make money. There's uh, the investor, the self-employed, uh, the big business, and the, and the investor. So at the end of the day, if you trade your time for money, you're never going to get ahead. The system was like, okay, we get a job to get a good, uh, well-paid job, you know, but at the end of the day, the more money you make, the more tax you get. So you're just in a rat race, you're in a, you're in a cycle, you know, and like, I'm going to drop a lot of things in here that people might not agree with, but entrepreneurs, we don't break the rules, we create the rules, there's loopholes in everything, and you know, for me, the system wasn't made for us, we've got to create our own system that works for us, so I'm about spreading knowledge, spreading wealth, so that really showed me, wow, like this is where I am. But then by the time certain people figure it out, they've already dug themselves in a deep hole. So they got to get out of that one brainwash programming thinking that we've learned from our upbringing and now create something for the, for the next couple of years and it just takes a lot of work. So, you know, end of the day, when you when you get a job, right? Nothing wrong getting a job. But I'm saying, if you get a job and you feel like getting a well-paid job is everything and putting money into a pension is everything, you know, retiring at 65 and, you know, putting money in a pension, you know, think is that, you know, is that inspiring? No, it's not. So you got to really create another avenue for yourself in the future and for your family because I feel like, you know, everyone can't go down the same road, you know. Life isn't tailor-made. Everybody's life is different. You can't compare yourself to anybody. Everybody has different levels of things that make them happy and how to be successful. But at the end of the day, you know, when, when I looked at that, the Rich Dad quadrant, I looked at the four things and I said, look, if you're an employee... You can go into the uh, big uh, big business and invest very easy. 
Um, but it's really about how you manage your money, really going down to that, I'll be honest with you. So if you've got a job, your income will be majority. When I say majority, I mean more than 50% on your expenses. So all your money is going on bills and you're left about 100 and 200 pound a month. So I would advise young people, don't move out. Don't move out. Stay at home as long as you can uh, because literally as soon as you move out, you're paying money. Before you move in, you're paying money and it's very difficult. So, you know, you, the main thing is about limiting the expenses that you're spending um, and really separating your wants from your needs, um, you know, and just really understanding your impulse spending. If you have impulse spending, understanding why you're spending money and how you can reduce your unfixed expenses. Um, so, you know, along with expenses, you have to pay income tax. That's something that happens guaranteed. So if you've got 20% or whatever it is, national insurance income tax, you know, make sure the number one rule for everybody is paying yourself first, you know. So put money down, envelope system, another bank account. As soon as you get paid, just put a little change down. It's nothing, you know. And at the same time, you know, you do that automatically, just like the government are doing that automatically every year. They're investing thousands of pounds. Inflation just went up. So really, this made me personally look, re-look at the Rich Dad Poor Dad book, which is the book I'm going to actually drop, which is connected to the Cash Flow Quadrant, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Everyone knows about that. Robbie Kiyosaki. And um, I'm going to go into books in a minute, but I want to really break down um, kind of the whole concept of what I'm trying to get from the book. That's the most important thing. And this is how we break down class. You know, poor people who spend most of money on expenses, have nothing left over and go around the cycle and think that they need to make more money to get out of that. But the more money you make, the more you spend. You know, if you're not disciplined in, in that, no matter how much money you make, you're always going to be broke. So the middle class people, they'll spend most of their money on liabilities. So again, they'll probably spend most of the money, they'll move out, you know, by the age of 30 and get a house and spend 50% or more on household bills. Things need to get paid. And then they're going to go and get a car. That's about 20%, you know, you're going to spend on expenses, right? You'll probably partial test young at 18, pay massive amounts of money on insurance. You know, if you go and get car finance, you know, you're going to be paying that as well. Remember, everything's based on interest. So everything you pay, um, you know, in terms of your car, um, insurance and your car finance is all based on extra money on top. So again, that's one other thing I'll talk about Dubai. It was amazing because they don't have, you know, these taxes. They don't have any income tax and they don't have no um, insurance. And it's just a good way of investing property for the, the youth of today. Let's just say that anyone in their 20s and 30s is way hard to like move out and afford to actually move out. So this is the inflation. You're never going to catch up with inflation. That's, that's another reason why catching up with... Um, um, you know, receiving, sorry, passive income from um, income-generated things. These are the things that make sense. So anyway, liabilities, you know, if you're a tenant, you're, you're going to always forever pay rent. You're paying somebody's um, mortgage, basically. So if you have kids, you know, by the age of 25, again, love kids, work with the youth, but we know that kids can be liabilities because they put money out your pocket. So the biggest difference is liabilities take money, assets put money so if you become a landlord, you become an investor, you start making money work for you rather than you working hard for money. And you need to have a certain level of discipline to save and say no. Self-discipline is no. No, 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 no. I say it so much, I become a no man. And, you know, like resisting, like I said, resisting these impulses, man. Do you really need that um, coffee every day? You know, it all adds up, even though it's £2.40 and bucks, Starbucks, you know, invest. Like I would say people invest in Starbucks as a business because you already know as a consumer, Starbucks is everywhere. Starbucks is worldwide. Is that a company to invest in? So number one thing is investing. So start with investing in companies that you already use. You know, if you go to the gym, you know, okay, how many people go to the gym? How many gyms are there worldwide? Um, 
or you know if it's a local gym how many gyms are there locally and invest in things that you already use because you already know from a consumer level that is something worth investing in because there's a market for it but the main thing i would say about creating assets is real estate and this is where i'm going to be talking about this is the things that i'm going to not really go too much in depth with because when i went to dubai it was like so much information it was information overload but you know i would definitely say if you're from born and raised in london if you feel like you're going to try and do what your parents done or maybe what your grandparents done to to get property it's another world you know so you know london is probably more, the, the cost of living not even just london has gone up massively in the last 20 30 years and it's very difficult so this is why you need to be able to work on creating things that can give you income that can cover your expenses so you don't always have to keep working more hours to get more money so another thing you could do which i mean i definitely take this advice i beg somebody don't go and get a car because a car immediately is going to cost you more money a month on top of your house so what you need to do is get something that can make you money go and drive ubers go and do amazon flex where you do delivering and dropping parcels you know get a van and start a van rental business start doing removal companies these are this this, this is now in our hands we don't need to have a job anymore we can create a job we can create our own avenue um go online you can do and uh, social media ads gumtree ads whatever it is pay the money like what i would say as well like even investing in yourself the best investment you can make is in yourself so invest in like books invest in courses because these things can give you a great long-term big word roi so definitely man like for me like i invested in going to dubai to go and have experience by talking to people who um are trying to get people to buy a property so all the information i've got i make sure i come back go back again i would invest again you know so it's really about putting yourself in positions to have conversations and build relationships long term um yeah, and if you want to invest on the stocks, man, like I feel like, you know, something that right people right now are jumping on crypto, you know, it's like really looking at, again, companies that are going to be around in the next 10 years, looking at their cash flow, looking at the market, are people actually going to keep, you know, buying clothes or are people going to keep going to supermarkets, whatever industry you start to invest in, these are things where they give you long-term ROI. And I, I want to repeat that because people feel like this is get rich quick and you need to go through no pain, failure, that comes with it business no business is easy even real estate you got to deal with the problems of real estate and that's going to go into my next book that i'm going to drop which you know for me when i went to like the property landlord show um i i got to really look at the market and i got to see that it was like landlords who wanted tenants it was investors that needed someone to put their money it was developers who were building property um and it was property managers who actually managed property for landlords while they're traveling abroad they collect rent x y and z so this book was really the reality of what it is you know it's not like you're going to put money i'll say it to my sister today into property and you keep just sitting back and getting um you know real estate rent money whatever it is no it's about managing overseeing and if you have to pay money to someone manage your properties that's a smart investment but obviously you need to pick the right people it might take time it might lose a lot of money before you get there so you know people that have become wealthy they've lost hundreds hundreds they've lost thousands thousands they've lost in millions and that's the reality of it you know warren buffett even says it and he's a massive investor um but it's a response to the losses the response to failure that really determine the results you'll get so anyway the first book i'm going to drop um about property um is basically called mayhem murder and multi-lets why they don't teach you <laughs> this at property boot camps and what this basically shows you um is how to deal with unexpected problems with tenants such as disappearing without warning, dealing with sex offenders, hookers and drug addicts, um, damaging your property, not paying rent and refusal to leave, physical attacks on you, um, throwing parties, 
Um, and all, basically all the problems, I feel like people don't really show you the reality. People could be growing weed in your house. There could be a raid. There could be a fire. You know, that, that lands on you as a landlord. So it's about really managing the property, managing, overseeing it. And um, yeah, man, like even like leveraging your time because the reality is it's about having more time. So if you're going to say, okay, I don't want to spend the profit because you're going to spend some of your profit. You can't get out of that, right? But if you're going to have to spend some of your profit, right, that you're making from rent and invest that money, right, into a property company that can go there, fix leaks, fix toilets, um, you know, paint and decorate, whatever you need to do, that can save time. Pay for a property management company that can go and view the properties for you. Like, like you got to be smart. And for me personally, I want to be able to do it multiple times. And the only way to do that multiple times without demanding too much of my personal time is to invest in companies and people that can actually make, um, make it possible. Um, so real estate is something that definitely I want to invest in and, you know, and, um, I'm just getting the ball rolling. I wouldn't, um, give advice on something that I don't know, but what I do know is that I'm doing it. I'm starting it. I'm not letting nothing stop me. And I'm going to just keep going and sharing the process in the process. Um, so yeah, basically like for me, I'm looking at the market and when I'm reading, I read, um, um, reading, sorry, this book called Property Magic, um, a book I got on the property um, show that I went to in Excel before I went to Dubai and that's a massive reason is like if you can get a property in another country that can give you that passive income so you can afford or or want to stay in London or whatever the reason is <clears throat> it will make sense to do that because um, the prices right now are crazy and, and poor people are being forced to move out so right now um, you know when I read the book it was saying that basically in the early 2000s it's all about the rental demand the market basically is there a high demand of people that want to buy a property? And is there a um, massive supply of people that are selling property? You need to know the market. You need to know the margin. You need to know what type of people are buying property. Are people just finishing uni? Are people just getting married? Or, you know, you need to know, you know, what couples are investing in. And there was a time, I think, around the crash where they were just giving away money and they were supporting people. And um, it was really easy. And that's kind of, you know, where we've moved on to where the prices are ridiculously high if you want to stay in London. And if you don't want to move out of London, it's hard to tick all the boxes. Like, if you get a place that's affordable, but then far away from your family and friends, that's not something that some people might not want to do. So right now, I definitely know there's a big drop in millennials. I'm a millennial investing in creating a 25-year mortgage, you know? So if you think about it, right now, even now, there's probably less people married than there ever was before. Go and check the stats and the data. And millennials aren't interested in getting a mortgage anymore because they're seeing this whole thing that the banks are doing and what's going on. They're sitting there and they're thinking, you know what? One, I don't want to be tied to payment for 25 years. Anything could happen in 25 months. And, and number two, the, the prices are ridiculous. The deposits that they're asking for, for if you go online, go on right, not even right move, but just go out there and just get a few um, quotes from a few different estate agents that are selling property. It's ridiculous, right? So, the, the main issue is that um, the cost of living, like I said, inflation is so high, like people can't afford to save enough money. Some people have two jobs. Some people are working for themselves. Some people are working even in a high paid job. So it's very difficult for people to, you know, get that. So I feel like that's something that's been sold to us. It's like, yeah, find someone, get married, get a place together. No, 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 no. Girl, girls and boys start a business together. Stay at home. Um, as long as you can so you have enough money to afford to move out don't rush the process just because you're getting older um, you know you got to make things easy for yourself and again think long term have a five year have a ten year plan I feel okay is this going to help me is this not 
because trust me, man, once you get there, there's no kind of going back, you know. So, um, yeah, I feel like that's a trap. Um, pensions is like your whole life is like you can't leave a job now because, you, you know, pensions, you know, they got a good company pension and, you know, we don't know any better. Let's just be honest and real, man. We don't know any better. And we're in the day and age. I'll be honest, I always say this, like the millennials, they're the ones that's going to change the game because we're going to inspire the Gen Z. The Gen Z grew more in technology. They grew more in the information age. So we're at the end of it. Um, but, you know, our parents were sold that. That was their thing of like, yeah, let's get a mortgage and let's get a high-paid job. And again, they didn't know any better. So right now I'm spreading the voice, spreading the knowledge, like don't be trapped by these pensions. Cancel the pension that's opted in every job you get. Come out of that and use that money to invest in something that's going to give you a better ROI. Because I know pensioners that are poor. I live in a place right now. People are pensioners. My grandma died a pensioner. So pensioners aren't, it's not like you, you work your whole life paying tax and you live this amazing life. Sometimes you're struggling at the end of your life because you haven't invested the money in the right things. All you've done is just trade your time for money and put money in a pension that doesn't give you anything in the end of your life. And that's just me being honest and real. So definitely, you know, if young people, you know, if you're listening to this, man, like invest your money, spend less than you earn and put in something that's going to give you a great ROI. So owning a property is like the B.O. Endo. It's like, yeah, I've got a mortgage and yeah, I own my house. Do you own your house? No, you don't own your house. The, the bank owns your house and you pay back the bank and, you know, with interest. So, you know, this is the this is the thing and now you've got to be bound to an address for that whole period, you know. So I look at this thing as like freedom and choice, you know. We need to have freedom and choice and if sometimes money <clears throat> is a tool and we don't have enough of it, we're always going to be limited. So again, if you want to really look at the property prices, go online and Google it from 2002 till now, it's ridiculous. It's almost triple, double the amount for young people to afford property. They had this buy to let and all of these schemes. Nothing works. And this, they're not really trying to help young people right now. So the main, the main issue, like I said before, is the house prices versus the wages. It's just unaffordable. It's ridiculous. And we're just driving around today, me and my sister, and I was like, wow, they're building flats everywhere. So it's just become a thing of like, you know, there's just flats everywhere. This is this extortionate rents, and people just can't afford to live, and it's just it's just going to be very 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 hard. But I, what I would say, if you're out there trying to like look at estate agents and look at all of these things from being in the property, I wouldn't say property game, but talking to people that are involved and going to events, like the best deals aren't advertised. So if you go to the estate agent and you see the P's, it's like they've added fees, they added charges. You don't know the real value of the property because you don't know homeowners. You know I mean, you don't know homeowners. So you know. If you're look, if you're going to the estate agent, man, it's like try your best to like find deals if you can. Go again, going to shows like that would help as well. Finding people you know and saying, look, I'm a motivated seller. That's another book, you know, part of the book I'm reading, Mag uh, Property Magic. I want to sell my property because my husband just died and it gives me anxiety of living in the same house. Or you know, I've got this this place and now I can't afford to upkeep and all of this stuff. So there's all these people that want to sell their house because they're in a situation. You need to find these people, and you know, if you need to renovate and invest in a the place, then do that. But the best deals are not advertised. The stages need to make money, so they're going to put all their fees, all their charges. The house might be three times as much. You just don't know the value because you're not going to get a surveyor. You're not going to go out your way to go and look at how much it really costs. And then at the end of the day, the stages need to make money. So they add their fees and charges on top of what the landlord. So the landlord will go to them and say, look, I want to sell my house for a million. And they say, okay, we're going to go and rent it out <clears throat> for this much. And then we're going to add our fees and charges and do it for that amount. And if you want to add up the house prices um, or even just the rent prices, yeah, um, on any online um, estate agents 
it's ridiculous. Um, it's almost three times as much as someone's making. They realistically can't afford it. Um, so poor people are forced um, because of that financial um, decision to kind of move miles away from their home. I know family members that's moved to Wales, Luton, um, um, Reading, you know, all these places. It's just like ridiculous. You know, that's what you're forced to do. So if money was no object, I would stay in London. And that's that's the driver is like, I want to go and get a place where I was born and raised. I've still got family here and I would love to have a property. So, you know, you shouldn't be forced out because you can't afford it. So... You're never going to get the full checklist of the property, location, price, type of property. You know, the, it's, it's difficult. So that's what I'm saying. Like, healthy alternative is going somewhere that can give you a great, um, you know, investment. And you can use that money so you can afford to stay here. Um, and if you manage the money right, all goes down to that. And if you read um, The Million Next Door, it's another book I'm going to drop. It's just about being frugal and you're always just consistently being like that. And um, really watching every single uh, penny you spend. So, you know, I talked about the buying property abroad. It's not for everybody. I'm putting my heart in Dubai. I put my heart in Ibiza. Places that are tourist attractions. Places that is worth investing in and putting my money in there. Um, and again, just do do your research, man. Do like the main thing that people are going to spin you with the knowledge. They know you don't know nothing. And you need to go out there, research as much as possible, ask as much questions as possible, and understand the loopholes, because there always is a loophole. They're always going to sell you what is in their best interest. And um, I always look at it like when you're talking to a girl, like you'll say anything to get laid. And that's how I look at it. Like the people that just want to say the best thing to get you to do what they what's in their best interest. So if that means hiding information, if that means not being honest, and that, that means not being 100%, then obviously you're not going to get the right information. So I would go there with questions i will go there with okay i've done this research i've compared this with this go on that basis man don't jump in and think you're gonna you know go and invest in property abroad because remember that's abroad that's not down the road it's in another country so even me i'm taking my own advice and i'm taking my time um so anyway yeah like i said like you know the rich dad poor dad is about that and you know about creating passive income and real estate is the number one thing that robert kiyosaki grant cardone a lot of people have gotten into um, so it all just depends on what you want to invest in really so yeah man like you know, get on your journey you know and you know and understand the journey you're on and keep learning and growing because nothing happens overnight and you just got to keep going through all of the stuff that you go through and still come out the other end this is Jerome for Desire to Inspire podcast and I'm out <laughs>